0: Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. This is your host Simon Sweetman and this is episode 45. Um, thanks to Phantom Bill Stickers, Lafare, and Yesty Boys our sponsors. This is me talking to a Wellington-based filmmaker, playwright, uh, producer, sometime actor, um, all round talent, Dean Hewison. Now Dean's a uh, Dean's an old friend of mine. We we met years ago working in the same music store. He was very passionate about DVDs. I was very passionate about CDs, and somewhere in and around all of that, we found that we had a lot of uh, favorite films and a lot of favorite TV comedy shows and some favorite music. And so we got to know each other pretty well. We worked together for a while, and then I watched him—you know—these these crazy hobbies he talked about, making these plays that were set inside someone's head or, you know, a talking penis. All this sort of crazy stuff that I thought, oh, well, good on you. Uh, I started to see it become more and more of a reality. I went to some of his shows, was really impressed with what he was doing. Next thing, he's made a feature film. He's He's got a long-running um, association with the 48-Hour Film Festival, uh, tends to win one of the prizes just about every year. Um, Q, his, his daughter, who was born when he was working in the store with me, um, is now... Uh, an actor in her own right, having having taken her first sort of um, shots in front of the camera for some of the short film projects that Dean was working on, she's now pursuing acting as a as a hobby and hopefully as a job uh, when she finishes school. So Dean and I know each other pretty well, but. Um, but we you know in the way of the world we have we don't sort of see each other that often so i wanted to catch up with him and get him to talk about these these film projects and and the stuff that he's working on um and we took a wee while to organize getting this happening uh, most recently he had just directed an amazing play called lungs which i'd been to and um in fact talking to dean in this uh episode that was the catalyst for getting hold of adi walker who was the actress um, in the play lungs and we ran that episode before we were running this one but uh, yeah, I, I did actually talk to Dean first and then I, uh, we were talking so much about the play and how good the actors were. He said, look, next time Aidy's in town I'll, I'll hook you up if you want to chat to her. And I was really grateful for that. Um, so yeah, he's he's had all these different projects um, that he's that he's done, and we talk about some future projects. He's going to be um, directing a um, a fringe festival comedy show for 2017. Um, yeah, I, I just really enjoyed this a, a, an interesting way of catching up with a friend, but um, also yeah, a great a great little body of work that he's building. So um, this is me talking to Dean Hewison about theatre, film, short film. That sort of stuff. I hope you enjoy. So I think when I first... Well, one of the first times I said to you that we should have a chat, you were like, now's a good time. I've got quite a few things I can actually talk about. And then when we finally decided to get together and do this, you're like, yeah, so I've done all that stuff now. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: um, but we could talk about it in reflection. So <laughs> you, you've kind of had a busy time just recently with the, um, the short film, the play Lugs. Yep. Yep, yeah, and uh, the... Um, uh, Hillary Clinton, young lover, film.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah. so I thought maybe we'll talk about those things and anything going forward, and then we might sort of go backwards from there and and sort of trace how you got involved in and in what you do, which I guess largely is filmmaking and theatre work. Yeah, I think is the easy way to typify it, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Lungs was this pretty amazing play that just that I saw, I think the opening night of and it was a, um, a two-person play, two person play just two actors and they're on stage the whole time in the same outfits and you don't get any sort of sense of change in scene, it's a very blank sort of set and uh, it's a very 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 dialogue driven play, that's all that is going on um, and you directed this at Circa and it's just wrapped up yep how how was the experience for you and how did you get onto the play
1: well i, fl- I first saw the play in 2014 at the edinburgh fringe festival mm. um i went over because my wife adrian was a creative new zealand delegate and i went over as a tourist <laughs> because if yeah. someone's getting flown over then you might as well think about it as a yeah. two for one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's what we did and she went over and did all these sort of um, Official things, workshops, and yeah, 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 all that sort of stuff. And I just went to as many plays as I could. Um, she, well,
0: what was that like, first of all? Like
1: that was awesome. I yeah. mean, it was exhausting because yeah, yeah, I was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. On a, I was a man on a mission. I was like, right, drink as much cider and see as many plays as I can per yeah. day. So it was kind. And of, those
0: things don't always work together. <laughs> no,
1: they don't. But because the, they start in the morning and they yeah. go all the way through to you know the yeah, weekends. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, like a film festival or anything. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. So
1: it was not uncommon for me to see six shows a day Wow um, but you know it, it gets a little bit grinding because there's, there's thousands there do you have to go away
0: of... I mean I guess maybe given that you're interested in this stuff on a level where well you end up producing a version of one of the plays that you saw there but do, were you going away at the end of the day or at the end of the show and sort of taking notes for yourself so that you could unpack some of what you'd seen?
1: Um, I was just keeping a list of what I did see yeah. and then when I would flick through the list, you yeah, know, some of them would resonate more yeah, yeah. in my memory than yeah, others. Yeah. Um certainly there's so much there that you really have to go with word of mouth uh-huh. a lot. You need yeah, to yeah, yeah. keep an keep an ear out on what, what's um what people are seeing and what they're enjoying. Adrian went to Lungs before I got there. Right. Um and she saw it on her own and she just said, Make sure you go to this one. Yeah and when i saw it um i didn't really have much knowledge i had I read the synopsis and that was about it yep. um and the synopsis was just like the, the program sort of brochure sort of little paragraph so it doesn't really right. say much apart from it's about a couple baby environment and um yeah you know, okay well come at me yeah, yeah and then i watched this play that just kind of unfolded at the speed of light and had the audience Having to fill in the gaps and do work to yeah uh, had to engage um to understand the time jumps and the scene changes, so you couldn't relax. It wasn't a very you couldn't watch it passively. No, um, which I yeah you're yeah.
0: and on it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I felt I, mean, I felt that with your production almost instantly, which is what you want obviously That's, exactly yeah yeah and I and I like that
1: and because it um you know uh I mean there are there are beats and there's a dynamic in the pacing but overall it's such a you know full-on intense sort of 70 minutes yeah. that when it cut to black at the end um i just burst into tears it was, yeah. it was just like this emotional build-up that i'd been kind of holding on to yeah as soon as it went to black the one lighting change that i, I could i was <laughs> conscious of yeah, yeah um it just kind of like flipped a switch in me and i just went, lost it and then the lights come up and you're like oh shit oh shit <laughs> it's <laughs> like i meant to clap i meant to clap if
0: 70 minutes that feels like half an hour but at the same time it feels like three hours like it's got this visceral weight to it
1: yeah and it tells Uh, you know such a huge amount of story in that 70 minutes
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah and so um so I I remember coming out after the production it was like a two o'clock show and you come out it's like kind of (laughs) quarter past three and you walk out into this courtyard but your
0: your world's been changed
1: yeah and it's sunny and people are laughing and drinking gin yeah yeah and, and beers and stuff and you're just like who are you and why are you all so happy? Don't you understand (laughs) what it is to feel?
0: Um, So the performances of that play you saw were amazing?
1: Yeah, they were great. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, And uh, the same thing happened the year after. So 2014 we saw it and then Adrian got the same CNZ um, uh, delegation the year after. Well, don't say that. Everyone
0: everyone thinks that shit's written. Don't say that.
1: (laughs) someone I know got the got <laughs> yeah, that's this. better well actually uh, yeah we can come back to that but Adrian did end up <laughs> yes. bringing over um a show that we saw the first year right bringing back to New Zealand for a national tour working uh-huh. with the British Council so um she was like one of the people that the, the, the focus of the delegation yeah. was yeah. actually doing it was paying off yeah it so was doing was, good work <laughs> yeah. um, so we went back and it turned out that the same production was in the same place with the yeah. same actors in 2015 right and at that point we'd been sort of we'd started the process of pitching it to Circuit mm. and so we thought oh we'll go back and you know watch it again and, and yeah. see um, this time with a more kind of studying it sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. vibe yeah. Um, you know take some sort of notes and mental notes about the production Mm, mm. and um, that was the intention and to be honest again five minutes into it I was just enthralled and I I didn't pay any attention to um, any of the sort of staging blocking technical stuff I was just in there with them again Um, and again once the lights went out boom go the tears and I was like well that was an excellent play again yeah. we should absolutely make sure we do that yeah um but yeah for the life of me i can't remember much about the technical things or how they staged it it was in the round though i, I mean right. it was in, yeah, yeah. in that roundabout um and it was in this beautiful little theater that um packs up into a truck and the only thing i really remember in terms of the lighting was they have these hundreds of led little led lights in this circular rig at the top yeah and at the start of the show, I looked up and went, oh, that's a cool lighting rig. And then about halfway through, I glanced up at it again, and it was all different colours. And I was like, hey, <laughs> hey, they've been yeah. subtly manipulating me <laughs> without my knowledge. And that was an inspiration. When I saw yeah. that, like, with um, with Alan, I wanted the soundscape and the lighting to just be in this kind of constant sort of movement, um, yeah. and uh, but really subtle and... It, if you're hearing stuff maybe you're only just hearing it and yeah. maybe you're not sure if you're hearing it or not
0: yeah 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 um so then you when do you get the go ahead to put on this like what's the process from there to the play that i've just said
1: well we pitched it um early early to mid last year yeah um and yes yeah, so so i guess it was uh it must have been about april something like that May, march april I think and um as soon as they said yes then we got 80 um we locked her in straight away so basically i sent her this email saying what because she was living in melbourne at the time and so i was like hey what are you what are you doing a year from now (laughs) yeah like i have absolutely no idea how would i possibly know i don't even know where i'll be living yeah and i said well i've got the script i'm going to send it to you um have a read and let me know what you think
0: why why did you go to her like what did you know about her i oh,
1: worked with AD a couple of times i time. right, um, yeah, yeah, worked yeah, with yeah. her on how to meet girls from a yep, distance Yeah. Um, and she was
0: I mean I know she's a good actor not, you know what I mean yeah. and, and people people have seen her and I would, I would say most obviously our age fortune
1: yep, yep probably sticks Dave. out for,
0: yeah yeah sticks out for people but yeah step Dave too of course but um um I just wondered what your connection was with her. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Well, so she got in touch with me out of the blue. Um, Is he all right? <laughs> he's seen something he wants to oh, eat yeah. like a dog or a cat. Yeah, um, yeah she got in touch with me um, out of the blue when we were doing How to Meet Girls auditions. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Facebook messaged me saying, I really want to do an audition. And we were really impressed with just her proactiveness. But also then she got a role. Mm. And when we when we shot it she was one of those people that just completely understood what she needed to do and got the comic timing and yeah performance down just without even having to think so well, she obviously had to think but we didn't have to deal with you know yeah any issues with that and then the year after we um co-wrote uh the sleeping plot for the 48 hours oh, right. and yeah, yeah. she performed in that, yeah. and she uh, and that won the national um the national championship mm. so um those are the two times that I've worked with her before, and I just you know I, I think she's got impeccable instincts as an yeah, actress yeah. and when Adrian and I were wondering who who we could cast in it, really, once we hit on eighty um we were just like that was the bar that was yeah we were like yeah, okay yeah. We'll, we'll try eighty, and if we can't get eighty then we'll we'll continue thinking, but yeah, right yeah. now let's just try and get eighty and so we sent her the script, and then it must have been like forty five minutes later, she emailed back, and she was like. In tears, yeah. Said, I'll, I'll do it, I'll be, I'll be there, yeah. Um, and so she's basically made sure that she was available for yeah, this cool. from a year ago.
0: So that's what that's one half of the acting deliver solved. Mm-hmm. So, what's the next part of the puzzle?
1: Well, the next part was, well, yeah, we were trying to um, think about um, who, who to play against that, yeah.
0: So th- then you start thinking about who can play against that, like who who is your guy. Yeah. Basically, and um, you've got your girl because that's what they call it the script, right? Pretty much guy, and girl, or M- man, man,
1: M and M- 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 W, right?
0: Man and woman, yeah,
1: M- W, yeah, yeah. So, the script, yeah, the script's only yeah. got lights up at the start, lights down at the end, and then no other stage directions whatsoever inside
0: it and so I thought about that and I was like well what the fuck do you do as a director like <laughs> you know and my, and my first thought reading the thing was oh no wonder Dean wants to do this this is fucking easy <laughs> and then you watch the play and go this was not easy <laughs> it like, not, not was not easy at all <laughs> this is not easy at all
1: no because um, I mean first of all you need to work out where things are when they are yeah. where the time jumps are yeah because there's no indication no scene numbers yeah, or anything yeah, yeah. it's just line after line after line yeah. so so, you know, there are ones where you're like, I think that this is six months later, you know, and I think this is a one week later. Yeah. And, and um, so we went through all those. And sometimes um, we, you know, have to stop and have a big discussion about whether there was a time jump halfway through a scene or not. Yeah, because yeah. It, it made a difference as to how the actors played it. Yeah. Um, but around that same time, I was doing the on the, the, the film version of, on the conditions and possibilities of Hillary Clinton taking me as her young lover. Yeah. Which Which... Um, which um, is an adaptation of the stage show, which is an adaptation of the other stage show, Helen yeah, and Clark, which yeah. is an adaptation of the book by Richard yeah. Merritt. Yeah. Um, so that, that's had a life for at least sort of eight years, mm. even longer. Mm. Um, and with the, the the election coming up, we uh, Arthur came to me and asked if I could do a filmed version of it. And I think that initially we were just talking about um, filming the show, yeah, and then it kind of grew to well, why don't we set up a show and set up some audience and film that, and then, then it became well, why don't we do it at, um, at the airport, at Auckland Airport, you know, as he's trying to leave the country, and then that evolved to actually he's made it to America and he's detained by Homeland Security, yeah, and so that that was like okay, that feels good, that feels like a, a valid reason for yeah. him to give this lecture, yeah, um, as a defence to not get. Yeah, chucked yeah. in guantanamo yeah um and so but then it became it became a bigger beast than just me and another camera filming a stage show it became yeah, yeah. an actual production an actual
0: production yeah. yeah
1: and so um so arthur and i uh worked with um a few people and basically got the ball rolling and managed to get some funding from uh, the film commission and also jason friedlander supported the production as well mm-hmm. and yeah, so we had, a, we had about forty thousand dollars. Oh, and then we got um, uh, Sebastian Meek, Arthur's brother, is um, the PA of Peter Jackson, and mm. so just asked his boss if we could borrow some gear, and <laughs> we ended up. Just casually. yeah, we ended up getting about two hundred grand's worth of stuff for free. So we got we shot on two two of his reds right. that shot The Hobbit. Yeah. Um, we got all the lighting stuff, the lighting and grip gear. Yeah, and then afterwards. Um, we got grading in the online and sound mixing at Park Road Post. Mm. Park Road Post is such a beautiful place to be, man. It makes yeah. you, you feel like a king every time you go in there, oh, even if you're getting it for free. They yeah, still yeah. treat you really nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that we. I mean, we couldn't have possibly done it without that sort of support um, from from Wingnut and Portsmouth and Park Road. Yeah. Um, and what we ended up with was a 44-minute version that is we put on. Um, uh it's on amazon it's available to be streamed for americans and it's also on vimeo on demand so anyone else can buy it as well yeah and we just thought we'd get it out there and see you know if um if there was any sort of if if we could catch some lightning in a bottle with the election yeah. yeah yeah um and so that's, that was me working so with Arthur. that's your connection <laughs> yeah, with, yeah. At the same time... I mean, time, we can
0: talk about that anyway, but I know that that's where you're going with that. So yeah. That's, that's how you know Arthur. And
1: that's how I know Arthur, but also the reason why that even came up was because my wife, Adrienne, was producing the theatre version yes, at Circuit at the same, same
0: time. Which was great.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Arthur was around at our house yeah. doing that, and... Then this came up, and, yeah. and I think Adrian said, well, you should talk to Dean about that, and then yeah. then it became this little kind of three-way that we had. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think it was actually at opening night. Um, Arthur had read the script of Lungs. He'd just found it at our house and was like, can I borrow this? And um, we went, yeah, sure, and he came back and was like, man, I loved that script. And then at opening night at Lungs, um, Adie came along because she was down shooting Catching the Black Widow. Yeah. And... Um, so we introduced Arthur to 80 and then kind of the discussion came from there. It was like, hey, well, you two could actually How make a pretty decent couple for this.
0: quickly did they connect in terms of their bigger bond and the chemistry and you knowing that they'd, they'd be the right two to work together?
1: Well, uh, we had that first discussion and then everyone came around and we had a read-through at our house and a barbecue and yeah. had some drinks and, um, you know, it just it felt like a, a, decent, yeah. a decent pairing. And I, I really... Um, I love not doing auditions yeah. if I can, you know, because yeah. no one does their best work in auditions anyway.
0: Yeah, it's a type another type of performance. Yeah, but
1: it's not. Yeah, it's never the one you want. No. <laughs> regardless of um, how good they are, so yeah. um, uh, you know Arthur's uh, very experienced actor, eighties experience. We're kind of like, well, if we can't make it work with these guys, we can't make it. Yeah,
0: work. yeah, they're like two at the top of their game. Yeah, and for, also for um, where they're at, right? Like, and yeah,
1: eighties got sort of a bit of. TV sort of yep. you know it's a bit of kind exposure, of, you're bringing down an Aucklander from TV maybe yeah, yeah, Wellingtonians yeah. might but, think that's flash <laughs>
0: yeah that's the same people have the, heard of him yeah. like, yeah. and at
1: the same time you've got Arthur's just you know had that season at Circa they
0: had overseas with it yeah. like people yeah. know that he's sort gone of. to America and,
1: yeah. so we thought we had a couple of people that could bring in bring in some audiences if, yeah. if,
0: if, and I assume they did
1: yeah I would yeah. hope yeah I believe so actually yeah we we have had some people that just came because they recognised AD yeah
0: yeah yeah um and the other two things I sort of thought were interesting about Lugs and your involvement were, so this is the first time you have directed something that you haven't written?
1: Yeah, my first theatre show um, that I hadn't written, yeah. yeah. So um, I've done more, I've written more plays than I've directed, but all the ones I've directed... We'll
0: go back through some of those, but yeah, yeah. yeah all all the, the ones I've directed it, but... were yeah. mine, and yes. I
1: understood them, and I got the comedy of yeah. them, and I understood where it, where it was going, and this one was my first in two two ways which was my first Circa play as yes. well so um, that's I don't know it, it is different to putting on a show at Bats I that's think that's
0: a gold standard in Wellington it, isn't it, it I guess it's something. It's, you know, it's
1: Wellington's a, oldest professional theatre yeah, you know so yeah, um, it's uh, uh, it's not one that you can get in as easily um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I probably wouldn't have managed it if Adrian wasn't producing but yeah. Adrian over the years has done The Pianist which was yes. You know, beautiful show. Yeah, that's and amazing. Hillary Clinton and um, uh, caterpillars. She's had several. I think this is her sixth involvement yeah. with circus. So she um, she opened the door for me to um, do the show. So that's
0: us. so that's my next question: Is are you guys working together as a husband and wife team? Ah,
1: yeah.
0: On this play, and then on this play in particular, which is yeah. such um, overt. Uh, you know, couples in their own version of hell and heaven and therapy. <laughs> yeah. um, and you know, you guys allude to this in the show's notes. You know, you you, you say, you know, you announce that you're a couple and that rah rah rah, that you've both experienced the, the play separately to get to this and all of that. But yeah, what was. How much have you guys worked together? Obviously, you're a sympathetic ear for each other's. Um, Projects at the time that you've known each other, I imagine. Yeah. You're probably good sounding boards for one another, but um, what's it like working together, and and particularly on something like this?
1: Well, we actually... um, The first time we worked together was when we got together as a couple, which was live at six, and she was marketing manager for that, and I uh, was a co-writer and acting in it. Um, But since then, we haven't... I mean, we've worked together in various things but not as producer and director before yeah, yeah and so this was our first one is um is that pairing and yeah it was we, the reason why we needed to bring this play over was because it felt so true to us and felt like the issues that we were facing and the issues that a lot of people um uh that we know in wellington are also facing and not just the baby thing, but the environment thing, the yeah. job thing. Just it's a it's a play about relationships, you know, and so and ethics and ethics, yeah. yeah. And 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 one of the recurring things in it is how do we, you know, what makes us good people? Are we good people? You know, yeah. trying to convince themselves that they are good people. That's right. Um, and it was just one that um, yeah, it felt it felt right that we should work on that together. Also, because there's a lot of there's a lot of me in that guy and there's a lot of her in that woman. Right. You know? um, I like to think that the people that we see on stage were slightly worse than everybody that, that sees yes, it in yeah. the sense that everyone can go, well, at least I'm not quite that bad. But they all do go, oh, shit, is that how I sound
0: sometimes? Possibly in that regard, and in that regard only, it did make me click a little bit of um, some of Neil LeBert stuff, which oh, yeah. I, know, you know, I know you have some, some connection with too. Yep. Just, Just... Just what you said the the idea that the audience can at least take some solace or whatever, the idea that I wouldn't be that bad. I recognize a bit of myself in that, but yeah. I wouldn't be quite that bad.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a whole different genre. He's, is a, he's a vicious, vicious man. But.
0: Yeah, yeah. But but I think that might be his starting point. Like, yeah. I think that might be a starting point of his process is, is, is creating that, that template to begin with and mm. then thinking... How can I really have fun with this? that's yeah. <laughs> how dark could it really get.
1: Yeah, but um, it's interesting though. When we, I mean, we did have some fights during this production. Really? Uh, when when we'd take it home, yeah. It was only when it, we were at home, and yeah. and um, I guess yeah, I think throughout dur- during the process we sort of learnt to try not to take it home, which is hard because you know. That's what we're both working on at the moment, full-time, yeah. during the day, at night. It's hard not to talk about it, and so often we do find ourselves doing that. And then and then just these little fights would happen, and you'd find yourself going, ugh, I sound like that guy. Or, like, or, or you know, yeah. you'd almost be nearly verbatim doing some of these fights, and it would just kind of pull you out of it, which is, in a way, it was kind of good, because you kind of go, actually, we just sound like those douches on stage at the moment, let's, let's not... Um, Let's I thought take a break. <laughs> I
0: thought AD's character was um, like at first I thought not better, but I thought maybe she carries more of the emotional weight of the play, and and I think possibly she has more lines.
1: She definitely she, has more lines. Yeah, and I do think um, so
0: for that. Even though it's pretty, which is great actually, because it, it's sort of it's sort of a you know. Uh, a two-hander it's pretty even but if anything she's yeah got more lines and is more prominent
1: I agree and I think that if then, you were to say I would say it was the lady's story more so than, than yes, the man's story
0: but then um, Arthur's character and I think the way he played because I, I only have experienced the play through your productions through seeing this I haven't read the script I haven't seen another version um, he he brings quite a nice comic foil to it too yeah. apart obviously some real um, stoicism and some real um, strong serious stuff too but you know because not by design but um, I didn't see the play with my wife we saw it separately Katie went to it another night just yeah. because that's you know it's modern lives and babysitting yeah. um, so she went to it and, and so it was fun to be able to talk to her about her you know a couple of weeks later when she saw it and she said I said something about the, the woman character being you know probably more prominent and she was like yeah but she was so unlikable she just I said she carries the emotional weight she said yeah but she's so unlikable she's really you know she she had that reaction too right. which I did too but I didn't feel the need to verbalize that I don't know why but I didn't quite you know maybe didn't quite fully connect with that until Katie had actually said that
1: Right.
0: she's like she's you know she's not she's not very nice like you could say that both of them are but she felt that the male character, if anything, was was nicer. Oh uh, yeah, which
1: yeah. is interesting. Like, is it, yeah, it's. It, I I think that. Um,
0: but it is very open to that to add interpretation, isn't it? I, absolutely. Like, you like, know, like, there's no right answer there. Like, I, I think you, that because um, you're all bringing your own experiences. Exactly. Your own. It's
1: hugely personal. Yeah. And I, I think that people that in general I found that the people that don't like the female character are the females. Yeah. Um,
0: because of that. That thing of they go well, I wouldn't, do, I wouldn't do that. I would, I hope I wouldn't do that. Yeah. What they really say, I hope I wouldn't act like
1: that. But it's because what, what, you 80, don't know
0: it until you're in the situation.
1: Yeah, and what Adi said was that she, she, she kind of recognized like three of her friends in this character. She was like, I, I know right, these people. These right. people, this is not an imaginary character. this, yeah, is, this is based This on, is like definitely this person and mm, this person mixed yeah, into one. And she, yeah, and she was like, these, and these are nice people. Like, yeah, she, yeah. She, yeah i mean she we all love that character we think yeah that it's such an extremely well-written character but I yeah agree. it's definitely flawed and um and people uh, she's she says some really mean stuff yeah. but she says uh, like, as part of their relationship is this whole conversation the lungs conversation and that's what it is as you yeah. know as you said in your review is it it's a conversation um it's so intimate because generally in plays you've got people talking um you know, just saying conversational stuff and having jokes and whatnot, but what we've got here is a window into this stuff where people who have been together for six, seven years or whatever are saying deeply personal things to each other that they would never dare say if they knew that anyone else was around. And that's what's so, like, that's what I think gets the audience, resonates with the audience so much is that they're seeing conversations that they don't see elsewhere because this Th- this is so intimate and they don't ever talk to anybody else in this entire play they only talk to each other and they talk to each other in general they talk to each other extremely honestly yeah and and this is sort of stuff where she says mean stuff to him um, but just because she, they know where their boundaries are most of the time Yeah. and they can she can say that stuff and he kind of is like well that's what she's like water off a duck's back yeah. and he can he can be dumb and she can and do stupid things, and she can give him shit about it, and then they move on, like all relationships, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it wasn't really until, I don't know how long, a day or two after seeing it. Uh, you know, part of this was sinking it at the time. But a day or two after I saw it, I'm like, Jesus, this these characters and all of these layers to these characters, obviously... Some of them come out in the performance. that's an essential part of it, but essentially this playwright has written characters through only dialogue and actually given them full backstories, you know huge amounts of layering yeah and we and it only unfolds in the duration of the play. yeah and it requires well you as the director and, and and but and the actors to help facilitate that to bring that out. Mm-hmm. But there is nothing, there's no, like, I haven't seen the script, but what you're telling me, there's no notes midway through of, like, you know, she has this baggage no. <laughs> attached to her. It's just in those lines. Yeah, exactly. And, and of course, in between those lines. Exactly, know, in, in yeah. what's
1: not said. I mean, he doesn't, yeah, he, yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty merciless script. He doesn't yes. even give us character names. And yeah. And they never, and it's, you know, it's amazing that they can talk over these years and never once say each other's names yeah you know it's, it's yeah. remarkably good writing yes it is um, and yeah th- like he, he's got a he's he's just leaked his information through and given you enough clues to, yeah. um, to for, for the production to yeah. um, to make assumptions yeah, and yeah. and you know we, we had to decide how they met how long they've been together how old they are like there's none of that like yeah, yeah, there's no yeah. indication about yeah. ages or anything so we worked all that out based on just little clues in the yeah, script, yeah. But that's part of the, that's part of the puzzle as yeah, well. And yeah, yeah. some other people would put together the puzzle in a completely different way.
0: So, how many times have you seen the play, counting your own production?
1: Oh, I saw days? I saw it twice overseas. Yeah. And then I saw probably every second or third one in Wellington. Really? So, yeah. I, um, Why is that
0: protective?
1: Uh, well, I do like watching them over and over when I have a show on because yeah. I like learning it. I yeah. like, I yeah, like yeah. seeing oh, what I'm we've just, made. I'm,
0: I'm asking this as a dunce question as someone who clearly uh, goes to the theatre but has never... Produced a play and, and you know, directed to play, and, and 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 frankly, isn't going to. It's not something that's not a world I work in, yeah. So, I just want to know like, is the director there every night? And I assume the director's maybe not there every night, but quite a bit.
1: Well, some directors some go are. on opening night yeah, and, and never it. go back,
0: and some are there every night. Yeah, I, exactly. I know there's no, probably no firm and fast rule, no. but so I've for
1: just, me, I definitely was interested in seeing it several times in terms of just making it really locked into my sort of life experience you know yeah. like i could go you know, i remember that play i remember how it worked out I remember the audience reactions because it's not something that i can just pull off a shelf and watch again you know it's, it's yeah it's not like any of the so, films we make where i can just watch it when i want to how, consi-
0: how consistent was the audience reaction
1: oh the audiences are always different it's so yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. like younger audiences were very vocal and the play because you're so close and because the relationship is so intimate a lot of people felt that they were able to um vocalize yeah. their reactions yeah. which was kind of the the actors quite enjoyed that you know like there was a part oh it's not uh, th- yeah there's a part where um he reveals that he's cheated on her and there's this teenage kid in the front row who goes oh you dick <laughs>
0: yeah and which is, it. that's great though isn't it <laughs> i mean he, that's that's like um fully engaged that man. shows that theatre's working to me that exactly. says that you've forgotten that it's uh, a <laughs> an actor yeah. you are you as the audience member is invested in the character the actor is clearly super invested in the character for that to be able to be portrayed it's kind of like uh, the ultimate right yeah. like that's like a sp-
1: and there was always a reaction with um with that fiancé with the fiancé line yeah where, yeah, where yeah when he when he sleeps with the girl again and then she says don't tell me your name your girlfriend and he says Beyonce, Yeah. there was always a reaction um, a vocal one every single yeah. time with people just going like a, little, oh. like a seething let yeah grunt but um, <laughs> yeah. I nearly ruined it um, the second to last night because um, some people and this didn't happen often but some people thought when she said don't tell me her name, your girlfriend mm. th- that thought that he said Beyonce <laughs> and <laughs> And I was sitting on the side front <laughs> and on the second to last show and then that part was coming up and when he said Beyonce, I just thought to myself Beyonce and yeah. I just couldn't, I could hardly hold it in. Like it was yeah. just too funny. yeah, Because it just opens up a whole world of like, how the hell did he get Beyonce? <laughs> and yeah. surely you get a hall pass for, the, for Beyonce. <laughs> I don't know. It just t- took me, t- definitely took it to a different place. Um,
0: was... Part of the plan of doing this show at Circa is it a little like okay, so next time I'll do a play at Circa and it'll be my own
1: play. Well, or do you think there, there wasn't really a? Plan. I don't mean
0: that as calculated as that might sound. Like I'm tell, sneaking I'll, in the back door, but is that on your mind? Like,
1: uh, uh, this isn't it? The reason why um, we went to Circa with it um, was primarily well i don't know if this is primarily but i think it was a massive factor for us was because it's a um uh not a new zealand work yeah we weren't going to get creative new zealand support yeah uh, to put it on yeah unless we got tax funding from circa so that was that was the way that we could do it was um, yeah uh circa has money given to them from creative new zealand to put on works that they program and that doesn't have to be new zealand work even though um even though a lot of it is yeah yeah yeah. um but yeah they also bring in uh for for foreign Playwrights works yeah. pretty regularly, and so that's 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 the that was the um, the number one thing for us for going to go into Circa was we'll be able to put it on, mm. we'll be able to do it. I mean, we could do it at bats for hardly any money if we needed to, yeah, yeah. Um, or we could take a massive risk and do it entirely ourselves on Hannah Playhouse and spend a lot of money and just hope that people come, yeah. Um, but for us, yeah, definitely the uh, the less risky way of doing what we hoped would be a top-notch production would be to do it with with that funding mm, from Circa. Mm, mm-hmm. um, the thing for me in terms of like moving forward is it's so daunting uh, having worked with that play that it's yes. just so well written, it's just kind of like, man it's kind of, how do you follow that? <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do I write a play? after doing that play that like has such a powerful impact on the how do you the not, audience how
0: do you how do you be correctly influenced by that tone? like <laughs> how do you not be influenced by that experience and then how do you put something across that is a, a weak little inferior version of that in your I mind know, yeah, exactly yeah. And,
1: uh, and it's kind of like we were getting texts on not night Adrian got a text at like 1.30 in the morning from someone saying sorry hope your phone's on silent but I just can't sleep I'm still yeah. thinking about that play yeah. and it, and that reaction was not uncommon at all. Like yeah. people were driving home, just kind of with tears in their eyes. Yeah. Being, and messaging sending us Facebook messages, just saying like that. That that story stayed with me the whole ride home. Um. So like to have something that resonated with people as much as it resonated with with me and Adrian, that's that's a high bar. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sort of the, ne- uh, and I gotta say like. I'd, my next play, it, is a play, I've already done, um, yeah. and I did it in the fringe last year. I'm taking it up to Auckland next year because we got um, some touring funding. Yeah, and it, you know it's a great show. Yeah, but it's it's not the lungs. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a light, it, and it's it's a musical based yeah. on ads from the '80s and '90s. Yeah, it's nothing like lungs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so at least I know, like the follow up is already set yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of my writing I know it's that <laughs> so it's kind of like and it's one I've done before Like, yeah. but, but it is going to be next time I sit down to write a new play I'm going to be like oh, I'm going to just be that sophomore
0: <laughs> sort of <laughs> so let's go back now to um, you grew up in Christchurch I did yes yeah. so we met about just over 15 years ago we worked at the CD store together yeah
1: CD store 2002
0: and, yeah and uh also oh, it was about 15 years ago yeah yeah and um and like i very quickly found out that you were interested in film and theater and i uh, and um you know that that sort of st- obviously music too but like probably more your angle was dvds and theater and film and so forth which is a good thing to have in, in a store like that but um, I don't know how you were, I mean apart from some of the like over-the-counter conversations we would have and seeing what you would order for yourself, like you know learning your tastes, I don't really know where your tastes came from. So I want to know um, how you were sort of bitten by the bug and what those, what the early influences were on you that that got, got you to where you are now. Um, That's
1: a good question. Um, well, I was always um, a precocious reader. Yeah. And so when I was about nine, I started reading Stephen King books. And um, when I was 12, I started writing my own little kind of mini novels mm. that were often um, set in Castle Rock. <laughs> right. And um, often the lead character was Sheriff Alan Pangborn. Right. And, um, <laughs> you know, like, I would just tap into that little mini world of yeah. Stephen King. Yeah. You know, like. Taking characters from Needful Things yeah. it, it and all that, and sort of yeah. um, putting together my own version. I think yeah. the first when I think I I wrote one called Johnny Gets Mad, which was about a nuclear um, a nuclear plant fallout right. where um, a guy mutated, basically Toxic Avenger, but before I'd heard of the Toxic Avenger. Yeah. Yeah. And um and my and my um teacher uh her name was Kathy Lumley she um. She told me that I was a good writer and I should keep writing. And it's one of those things that I remember. It was like yeah, yeah. okay, thanks, cool, I'll, I'll do, do that. that. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> <laughs> good to know. Really useful information. So
0: I, I like um, I think like for maybe it's an aged stage thing and I don't know if it's dying out, but I love the idea that Stephen King has been this powerful influence on a lot of people. Like you know, it's very it's very easy to hear these days oh pulp trash stuff like Stephen Kick but like he's a great storyteller and so many people I think have yeah you know, not only has he sold shitloads of books that people must be reading but he is there in, in at least the early works of a lot of people like yeah. he is a, a formative influence
1: yeah without a doubt for um, me
0: as a reader absolutely he was and I guess as some sort of writer he was I'm sure I did a similar thing like tried to tap into some of his kind of horror story writing but as a reader uh, uh, you know around 12 years old i was just got obsessed with his stuff for the longest time and i've only just recently palmed off all my stephen king books and gone oh i don't i don't actually need them again right and i know the world's got heaps of copies but i don't you know i'm not going to reread them yeah but there are still some that I haven't read, and I just, and, and and well, loans now. But I I still think I'm going to try and catch up one day and read, right. read heaps of things. I think Peoples. I
1: kind of tapped out after uh, Bag of Bones. I got really angry at Bag of Bones, right. and I kind of I don't went. Think I, I know think that one. I think our relationship's over for a while. Steve. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm a bit like that with her. It's been ages, but I keep fooling myself into thinking, oh, the next book's going to be the one. I'm just gonna pick it up without knowing anything about it and get hooked back into yeah. it yeah I, I did jump sort of back. back
1: in with yeah. sal i i read sal um i remember when
0: that came out but i didn't read that
1: yeah well actually there's there's one um there's one about um the date like today isn't it i mean yeah who knows when this will be on the yeah, internet? Yeah. but today's yeah. the day that jfk was um yes was killed only a, a few years ago yeah yeah and 1963 so on the way here the radio station was playing um all these songs that were number one at the time that right. JFK was, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that one, that one's become a TV series, hasn't it, that book? He, he wrote a book about that.
0: Yeah, that's right. And he's done, uh, I was going to say, like, some of the movies in recent years have got really good. You know, yeah. Like, there was a bunch of kind of pretty shitty, because like, I was a sucker for those, too. Like, you had to watch the adaptation, you read the book, you'd yeah. watch the movie. Like, Needful Things is a great example. That movie to me was okay, but that book was amazing. Yeah. So, like, the movie was really inferior, but yeah. you liked it because you'd already ticked it off your list and you just wanted to kind of be a completist, so you watched it. But, like, there's, you know, there's a new thing of it coming and there's, you know, like, yeah, there's been some, I don't know, it's just, it's just nice to think that, this guy really is fucking good. Like,
1: he's certainly, uh, yeah, he's, he, um, he's he's got something. Been a massive influence on him, you know. Yeah. Right. You look at um, you look at Stranger Things. Well, that's yeah. Hugely king. Of course. Based.
0: Yeah, totally. I would think that that's the most um, obvious influence on it. The most overt. I think, mm. like you know, you know, there's a lot of John Carpenter and stuff like that. Certainly in the music, anyway. There's yeah. A lot of John Carpenter and the Carpenter in and the and the the other um, storytelling elements. Yeah. But um, I, I feel like Stephen King's the most profound influence well, of
1: that. I, I saw a tweet somewhere where, like, um, where they are. Uh, what were they saying? The 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 adults one was a John Carpenter story. The teenagers right. one was a Stephen King story. Yeah. and the um, the children's one was a Spielberg story. Yeah. and they're all merged all together. Merged
0: together. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Which I thought was a really good description. Yeah,
0: that is. So okay, so Stephen King's a big influence. But yeah, and, so but I, and your teacher is then becomes a big influence. Teacher tells me a, I can a write a motivator. Then yeah, I went to
1: high school and started doing drama and really enjoyed that. And um, met my next sort of motivating teacher, which was a guy called. Um,
0: what are you
1: doing, buddy? buddy? That's my dog. There's a guy called David Chambers, and yeah. he was the drama teacher at um, at Aranui High. Um, he uh, was a pretty massive influence on me, encouraging me to do acting, but also also continuing the writing. And um, And at that point, I also kind of got my hands on some camera gear. And back in 95, that wasn't, you know, everyone's <laughs> fingertips, you know? That was yeah, a big yeah. deal. <laughs> yeah. And so I started making these sort of Can't like... just
0: download the app. <laughs> no.
1: So I kind of just started making these really stupid slash awesome short films with my right. mates in the, in the weekends yeah. that, um, you know, I remember doing all the storyboards for them and my, my drawing style is still just as horrible as it was in 1995 when I was drawing these horrible storyboards but um I, you know uh, that was where I started getting the filmmaking buzz as well so when there, when there wasn't something that that I could act in at, at school then I'd, I'd write something yeah. and, I'd, and I'd film it instead Yeah. and so then at the end of high school it was kind of like which way should I go, should I go to drama school or should I go to broadcasting school and um, yeah I decided that I'd Go the television production route, um, yeah. and did that course down in, down in Christchurch.
0: Yeah, and then what is that when you come to the, after that when you get to Wellington? Oh, yeah,
1: so around the time that I'm and about what, to. And
0: why do you come to Wellington?
1: So I was working. Um, I, I graduated from broadcasting school and went to, um, well, down there I just went to regional TV for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, did some CTV stuff and then got headhunted by the rival from CTV, which was called Now TV and that was probably the coolest job in the world at that point I was there for about six months producing and writing and directing a, a live TV show Yeah. that was on at 10 o'clock at night and we could do whatever we wanted Yeah. and we only had one broadcasting standard complaint and um, and yeah it was unpredictable and it was funny and it was live and it was you know it was mm. just kind of living on the edge really for six months which was real fun yeah. um, but it was kind of I it was still I didn't really want to be doing regional live TV in in Christchurch all my days because it was extremely poorly paid and there wasn't really anywhere to go with it and at the same time my friend put on a play um and he put it on at I can't remember the venue but um you know he had this cool set and he he wrote it himself and directed it himself and he acted in it and had some of his classmates from drama school um acting in it and I went to it and I mean it wasn't a very good play to be honest it was but but it did inspire me that like mm. oh you can put on plays you don't. Mm. It, it's not it's not an impossible dream this guy just hired the thing and you know pulled in some furniture and put it on yeah and so I started writing my first sort of I guess you know long play um, based with that set and that that whole location and venue in mind um, and uh yeah i finished it off and entered it to the young playwrights competition and it won and so that was about the time that i was moving up to wellington and so after i'd been in wellington for a year which was just the move to wellington was for opportunities really it was to get out of christchurch and and just to see around the whole peter
0: jackson boom. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Kind of yeah, yeah, it like,
1: was. It was two thousand two. Yeah. So it was just after all the Lord of the Rings. So yeah, yeah. was yeah. So, so Wellington was a so. new, exciting place yeah, with yeah, yeah. an industry that still existed. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I came up and got the job at the CD store. Yeah. And um,
0: speaking of new, exciting
1: opportunities, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I've made it. And um, <laughs> uh, and then um, yeah, it ended up uh, producing that that play for the two thousand and three fringe festival mm. and that was called head of the house and it was about a group of flatmates that come home and find their landlord's head in the washing machine and yeah. um and it was cool it was my first I, I put it on in the fringe and it got a return season yeah. because it sold out and was one of the sort of uh bats favorite ones and yeah. um and i was like oh cool okay yeah. i'll do this stuff and, yeah. and it was it didn't seem like something that needed to be chosen instead of film it was something that you know was We're a different like, kind of world yeah different yeah.
0: medium but but complementary same and, sort
1: of skills but a yeah. whole different kind of feeling and a whole different well it
0: strikes, it strikes me that I was going to say part of the reason I could see you being drawn to to lungs in terms of outside of just being an audience member who appreciated it but wanting to take it on as a director is what what I think I know about your work from seeing a couple of your plays and knowing you is that um you know you're into dialogue you're into storytelling but I think dialogue is really you know there are several ways to tell a story and obviously you can um, tell a story through music and visually and I I know that you do that too but dialogue seems to be a really important starting point for you yeah
1: well I I guess it's always been it's always been a comfortable place for me so um,
0: it's natural yeah
1: I can write dialogue that doesn't suck in general I think yeah or I like to think I can and yeah. um uh, and a lot of the jokes that I've put in my plays have have worked yeah and so um, I, I I do see yeah, that being one of my strengths as a, as a writer for, um, yeah. for both theater and film
0: have you gone down that comedy writing path in terms of like you're you're a writer you've got um sort of acting experience, was stand-up comedy something that you thought of operating it?
1: The only time I ever think about doing stand-up comedy is when I'm watching bad stand-up comedy. Yeah, I could could do better than this. That's exactly (laughs) right. It's just like, that's the only time I ever want to do it is because I'm watching something that I'm like, come on, come on. (laughs) But um, I guess, because I've I've got a very good friend that is... um, you know, he's he's gone into stand-up comedy and he's yeah. giving it a go, um, and and he's doing he's doing a good job, but the, I, it's just the urge to do that. I just I don't see why someone would put themselves through that yeah. because 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 the environment is so much like just placing yourself up in front of people ready to judge, and you are going to be not very good or not at your peak yeah for the first six months if you've got to do that over and over again for six months before you start getting a level of comfort of what you're doing i i I guess i mean i don't know i'm just guessing but like just i think that's a fair guess the idea of going up and not being very good at something in front of heaps of people for a long time (laughs) doesn't appeal to me
0: yeah yeah with with, (laughs) with with um Several streams of instant feedback. Yes, <laughs> you
1: know, exactly. I like, that. and I, you know, in full respect to those that do it. I mean, yeah. My, my my next thing, i um, my friend Ben, um, he's doing stand-up comedy and he's been doing little bits, um, in various sort of small small stages like the the raw. Yeah. That's where you go to, you know, practice it and to, get, hone, it, yeah. to hone it, and not be judged, yeah, too much, yeah. And so what he's going to do is is got a whole lot of material and it's all excruciatingly honest mm. it's amazing he's telling stories that i didn't think would ever leave either right the his bedroom. Yeah, yeah yeah or like the um yeah the room that when, when he's told us stuff and yeah. we've been all like what happens in this room stays in this room but now it's yeah. all on stage it's the probably the the bravest <laughs> most honest thing that i've been involved with and so that's what really appeals to me about it and, and it's not going to be stand-up it's going to be a show right um but it is it is sitting on the fence there like we, i'm going to him and me we're going to craft the structure of this thing using his stories yeah and um but it's not it's, it's not going to have a microphone it's not yeah. going to be on it standing there it's going to be a lot more kind of theatrical than that yeah and it's, it's yes yeah, it's, it's in the it's in the um coming up in the fringe festival and he's basically yeah asked me to direct it um direct it for him so i mean straight away there's the point of difference for stand-up as well is yeah, yeah. he wants he wants an outside eye coming in and telling you know, yeah giving uh, giving the direction but um it's called dilf and it's basically the story about him trying to not fuck up as much as a father and a husband. Yeah and it tells of all his fuck ups as a husband and father And right. hilarious and crucial <laughs> yeah 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 like wow I mean I, I don't want to go into too many spoilers but I remember um I remember getting a phone call from him uh I was at a travel agent and I got a phone call from him uh and so I, you know I went out I said excuse me for a moment I'll take this call and you know hey Ben how's it going and he, he um, says, not that great. I'm ringing to tell you that I've cheated on my wife. Um, and then he tells me all about how he cheated on his wife. And I'm sort of just standing outside the travel agent going, okay, mm. okay. And um, and it turned out that she didn't want to be, she didn't want to be the one that, um, you know, people say, how, is, how are things, how are you and Ben? She didn't want to have to have that, moment where she had to tell people which is yeah. fair enough yeah and so as part of his um, uh, penance, penance yeah, he had to make sure that close friends and family all knew so that so he, read, he he, read the he had to do that um, and he had to own that and you know wow. the, and so that's become part of this comedy show Wow and it's just the level and she is it, is she's it? going to be at this stage <sighs> at this stage depending you know, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. see how it goes but at this stage she's going to be operating the show. The, from the lighting wow. booth, and heckling him. <laughs> just, is it funny? It is funny. Yeah. I think... You think it's funny? There. Well, yeah, I think so. It's not all about that.
0: No, 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 um, no, no, no that, That's
1: no. kind of the, Um. that's kind of the, kind of... I think that's kind of almost the climax in that, from the start, she's going to be going, tell him how you fucked that Sylvia girl. And he'll wow. be like, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. And then <laughs> he's going to be like... And I think that that's kind of how we might might be how we structure it is that we we set up this kind of like this weird tension at the start and then like like,
0: apart from the heckles has she been involved in the writing of it no she's going going
1: to um, he's going the, the plan at this stage is that we're going to put it together and then we're going to He's going to do it for her, and we and she's going to give genuine responses, yeah, and then we're going to work those in. So some of
0: her notes might end up in there kind of thing. Almost yeah, certainly, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Wow. Yeah, so wow. so that's oh, going to be real crazy. <laughs> and just stories, stories from, ah, um, uh, yes, yeah, st- just stories that you just wouldn't expect to make to yeah. make it onto stage. Yeah. And it, because what it is is, you know, so many of these stand-up comedians talk about something that happened to them, and it's it clearly didn't. Yeah. yeah but it's the framework. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. all happened to Ben. This is this is all yeah. definitely true stuff right. From the story where he's, you know, he decided just for fun when he was a kid to piss into a cup of water, water it down, and give it to his mum just to see what she'd say. Um, <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> doesn't sound as funny when I say it, but I haven't rehearsed it. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, no. So that's that's Dilf is, um is the next directing thing for me. And yeah. it's 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 um. You know, it's a fringe show. It's going to be pretty low key, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to be. Um, I think it's going to be a cool show. Wow!
0: So okay, so you you do these handful of um, sort of plays in Wellington. In those first few years, you do the one that's um, head of the house, and then you do what the one that's the um, all the. Human emotions, yeah, brain power, brain power, yeah,
1: and that was my first directing as well, yeah, and right. So I was really right, scared right. about that because I'd never directed a play before and I didn't go to drama now, school, Now, I did know to, how to deal with actors. I
0: seem to remember we were talking about I, 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 like we'd already, you know, we were working together and stuff, and we got on, but I sort of feel like you talking to me, that, uh, to me about that might be one of the moments where we really clicked because I think the inspiration for that was that TV show, Herman's Head. Well, part
1: of it. it well, or, no, no, I never or we had a comp-
0: or or was that just me chewing you up, your ear off about that?
1: That, that, that was you saying, no, if right, You oh, seen oh, okay. and I was, like, I was well, I say, haven't, but I, I was aware of his yeah, existence. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, okay. But anyway, I, I I love that show, and I always think like a reference that is, you know, there should be more people in the world that reference that. So in my mind, <laughs> in my mind, you already were right. But that was a cool play. I saw your play. Cool. That yeah. The brain power and that was cool. And yeah,
1: that was um, that was that was my first. My first directing and it had a had a cast of eighteen in it. So yeah, it was sort of like ridiculous. The, and um, it got it got runner up for, uh, for theatre at the Fringe Awards yeah. that year. And it got a, that one got a return season as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, two, that was two thousand and seven, and that was a pretty busy year because I got a Young and Hungry commission. Yeah. Um, for a superhero a supervillain, um, play called um, The Henchman, which yeah. is about a guy that's you know looking for a job and ends up taking. A henchman position for a supervillain, um, which I saw as like a mora- morality play. Yeah. And and I got to work with Duncan Sarkis as my dramaturg on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And so that came out. I didn't direct that, but that came out um, young hungry season that year in July or something. And then, as part of Brain Power, we had a little bit of stage combat, and I just met Alan Henry. Um. He he got a he he'd, um he had worked on. The workshop for the henchmen, yeah, and the henchmen had lots of stage combat in it, and then so I put him in brain power as well as the concept of violence, and um, which was basically an assassin. Yeah, and then uh, while we were rehearsing brain power, we decided to do a, a fight show, and we were trying to work out what the fight show would be. And it ended up being called footballistic, and it was we put it into the dance your socks off festival, and it was. Entirely stage combat, yeah. um, set at a um, English football right.
0: So this is shades of uh, Charlotte um. soccer. That's
1: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That was, was, was we told. It before three or after that though. Uh, I think it was, was before, before that. 2007, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah,
1: So we had um yeah we had different stories and different fight. We tried to put a narrative into the fights, but some and sometimes we were more successful than others. But yeah. no matter what, there was always. You know something pretty brutal happening on stage and we yeah. finished it off with um uh, 1812 overture with smashing um we, we had all these bottles made and we smashed yeah. them to that and yeah. and um the first night we had blood we all went out with mouthfuls of blood and we spat it out when we got punched and it was all very beautiful yeah um but because the bottles were wax uh, what we had to do we had to um we had to wipe down the blood the blood was all sticky but using hot water melted the wax a little bit the shards of the bottle and the show after us was a tap dancing show and on opening night they all fell on their asses because of the um, the melted wax so we got this angry phone call the next day saying no more blood you can't you can't do it because you there will not be blood yeah (laughs) exactly so we were like what are we going to do so we ended up like going out with tic tacs and we spit out teeth instead of blood (laughs) but yeah we had no idea and the poor tap dancers after us just slipping all over the plastic. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, then after that was Hypnotastic, which was the Cohen Holloway. Um, yeah. One where he played a a, uh, a corrupt hypnotist, and that was fun. Um, and then uh, Leon Wadham and I co-wrote Live at Six, and that was a pretty big one for us because that was the Stab Commission. Yeah,
0: yeah. so It's a pretty ambitious project. Talk a bit about that.
1: Yeah, that was um, one where a scan. We set it at TV one and TV three, mm. and it needed. um it needed footage taken at the start of the show, and it and it needed to be edited throughout the play yeah. and put onto two different. It, it was about um, a scandal happening to the TV one presenter at the media awards, yeah. and then it was about the hour and a half real time before um, the news the next day when yeah. when this all came out, yeah. and there was a you know certain bit of footage that both stations had access to, and they had to create two different stories. From their perspectives, yeah, and um, yeah, it was pretty dark. It, like the ending, I'm not sure if you get away with it these days um, <laughs> in, in today's yeah. climate. Uh, yeah. but um, yeah, they they uh, they won by being bad. They won right. by telling some pretty nasty lies about what happened. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. And that was in 2009. Then we reworked it. Um, Leon and I rewrote it basically almost from the ground up for a downstage tour, yeah, a downstage season, because between 2009 and 2012, um, smartphones happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the concept of the show was hinged on somebody you know with a video camera and they had to get hold of the tape. Yeah. That no longer was relevant because yeah, 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 people yeah. uploaded video to the internet and it was like, okay, so instead of having a bad guy like we had in 2009, like just technology was the bad guy, and the internet was the yeah, bad yeah, guy, yeah. and so that 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 really changed a lot for us because then all of a sudden the audience was allowed to be um, filming the action at the start of the show, as opposed to a person with a video camera that we had it in two thousand nine. Yeah. Um, yeah. The downstage season, we we got everybody to send in their footage, and we could use that in the editing as well. Yeah. Um, and it became about how many videos are out there now showing this um indiscretion instead of there's a tape out there what Yeah. We yeah, do? yeah. yeah. Um, and then they went on a tour and my Adrian um so that was that was that's when you met Adrian. Uh, I met her in two thousand nine started yeah, that project. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and then yeah, she, yeah. She, she and as I said, she was the marketing manager. Well she ended up producing the twenty twelve season at Downstage and then producing a national tour um, in two thousand thirteen.
0: Right. And so, throughout all this time, you sort of are building up to this thing that you're sort of, well, in Wellington, I guess, part of what you're known for too is your commitment to and I would say success rate with the 48 hour film. Yeah, yeah. So that's sort of bubbling away at this point, well and truly. like you. you yeah. We started in,
1: that in 2004, is the yeah. first year that it came to Wellington. And you pretty much. I've done, done it every single year. Every single year apart from the year that we were doing How to Meet Girls, yeah. where I didn't have to.
0: Did that grow out of that in some way? Uh,
1: no? Yes, it, did. It, it would have. Um, uh, I, yeah. I um, so to me and to um, my got um, probably my most regular collaborator with it is a guy called Sam Dixon yeah. who um, co-writes it with me, um, and sometimes sometimes uh, with other people. Yeah. Richard Faulkner's also been yes. part of that writing team a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Sam. Uh, Came joined joined my team in 2007 as an editor, and f- every year since then he's been co-writer and editor. Um, so he's there at the start yeah. and he's there at the end, you know. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we've got very much sort of a, a clear picture about what we're trying to make between the two of us. Yeah. Um, and when we've got Richard on board as a writer, he'll act in it as well. And so then you've even got that middle ground. You know, yeah. you've got a lot of shortcuts there as well yeah. in terms of um, having somebody that already knows what they need to do uh, before we get on set because they understand the script because they wrote it. And so um, that team evolved over a few years and then um, in 2011, I think it was, we joined, We did a, a, an entry with Richard's partner, Ruth, who was working with... Um, a lot of the TLC um, yeah. AV department yeah and so what we ended up having was the writing and acting and directing skills and comedy that that traces of nut had been doing yeah. and suddenly it had a, a big dose of production value shoved yeah. up it yeah and we made yeah some a, a really beautiful film uh, that year like it looked great and it won two national awards for like um, art department and makeup
0: yeah
1: or wardrobe yeah, I'm not sure, they won a couple of couple of them anyway and then at that time the Make My Movie competition was, was coming up and we thought okay we've got a pretty wicked team right now mm. so um, if we were to do that uh, if we were to win that we'd be able to, we'd be in a good place so we entered um, I think three ideas, three or four ideas into it um, and the one that I thought would have the highest success chances of success didn't even get short didn't get shortlisted but um, one which was the poster had the word stalking yeah like a like a police police video um, or a police poster and then spray-painted out with kind of crossed out stalking and just replaced it with how to meet girls from a distance yeah and really it was just in the title it was yeah, just yeah, like yeah. from the title the, the poster was was pretty cheesy but to enter the competition you just needed a title a synopsis and, yeah, yeah. And, and a poster but yeah it was about it was about um you could see from that title that it was about a guy that was just kind of going no 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 no. i'm not stalking <laughs> I'm, I'm doing this yeah. and uh, and it was yeah it was a, uh, and yeah we, that was a, a huge amount of work we um we got shortlisted into the final twelve, then the final four, and then the final two. And then we had to write the whole script in about eight days, and then, um, and then, yeah, we we got selected, and we were delighted, and it was, you know, a huge celebration for us. And then, and then it happened. Yeah. And it was. The hardest six months of my life. Really? <laughs> By far. And so this is what,
0: 2012, 13? 2012,
1: yeah. Comes out in 13 or 12? No, it comes out, it comes in 12. out in 12. We started writing it on the 10th of January, yeah. 2012. Yeah. And we had the premiere on the 29th of July, 2012.
0: Right. <sighs> and what was so hard about
1: it beyond. Well,
0: <laughs> just the steepest learning curve, do you mean? Or it was, was also. It,
1: or was it, it, was, um, it was just. Not pleasant. It was doing in general two hours two years two and a half years worth of work in six six months months. um for no money yeah so for example we we shot we started writing 10th of january um we found it because we had to do that first draft and the first draft had to be um handed in on the 20th of january and then we found out on something like the 26th of january that we'd won yeah We started shooting on the last day of March and we were shooting draft 7 then so between the 26th of January and the 30th of March we wrote 6 drafts while the production team tried to cast, uh, while we all tried to do casting locations, art department. So the art department were building things for us that wasn't from, because the last script that I'd read was draft four, but it was three days later and we're up to draft five. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was just, it was absolute chaos. Yeah. And, um, and the the shoot, um, so, so the art department was always always um, working late into the night for whatever was going to be on the next day's show yeah, yeah. It, it was um, it was pulling apart and we had to at the last minute get extra people in to coordinate it and to make sure that you know everything was mm. like being done you know smartly that, it, that that the right things were being made for the right yeah. on the right script for the right yeah. day. And being flexible with shooting, um, the shoot days were—we did the whole thing in 17 days, which uh, super fast. Just um, it just meant that you're always the, the last two, the last two or three hours, you're just cutting shots. Yes, yeah. you're just going. Okay, well, we don't have time for that. We don't yeah. have time for that. So yeah. this is going to be done. A
0: bit, bit, a bit, bit. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Until one point where it's just like, well, we can't because we can't afford to go overtime. You know, we're, we're working to the proper industry sort of things. Can't just 48 hours it where yeah, yeah. people work for 12, 12 hours or yeah, 13 yeah. hours. And um, there was one where he did a whole song. Uh, he performed a, a scene where he performs a song uh, to this girl um, on his bed. And we were going to shoot that in four shots so that we could edit it together yeah. and, and it would work. But yeah. we only had time for one setup. Yeah. And so we had to do the entire song in one in one shot and we only had time to do um basically six tries at it and it had the way we did it it had a um a lighting change and yeah, a yeah. disco ball had to drop down and every the performance had to be good the camera had to be good and we just weren't doing it and it just was like okay we've got time for one last version and then we've got to pack up yeah and yeah we miracled it out that that time that la- that last take But it was just like that at the end of every day. It was like, what can we squeeze in? What can so we squeeze in? And what? then the edit was just as rushed as well, because then, it, then we found out that if we could potentially get it into the film festival yeah. if we met this deadline. Oh, right. So as soon as we finished, we went to um, like just round the clock editing. Okay. I'd be um, I'd be uh, sleeping over at the editor's house. We'd have you know a bunch of beers there, and we'd just be. Working till three AM, have a few hours sleep, and then get up and. God. Yeah, it was like that the whole time. Um, <laughs> it was so insane.
0: I mean, what was your what was your feeling about the finished product? Could you have any objectivity towards it at all? Uh, you, I can now. Yeah, well, but no, but then first, could you? How were you? Obviously, you're pleased to have it finished, but did you think you'd created something that was worthwhile, or were you like down on yourself for the cuts you would had to make and the process that you'd gone through?
1: Um, there was some editorial stuff that really got me down. Um, yeah. The story structure was changed from higher up than me. Um, yeah, uh, there were there were executive decisions made that I didn't agree with. Yeah, um, which still which, uh, is a which little... I still think uh, impact on the like the storytelling of it but they were there to get to the story faster
0: yeah which is a little bit like welcome to filmmaking but you only know that afterwards right like, yeah
1: well it. it's the sort of thing but but what yeah what what, it, what pissed me off about it was that one decision in particular was, was just made unilaterally they right. just meant yeah, this yeah. is happening and it's yeah. done and it was like okay well that sucks because none of the writers like all three of us were like well that ruins this and this and this. Um, but other people were like, eh, we yeah. don't mind. Yeah. So um, but yeah, I, I definitely uh, think that it could have been better um, with a bit more time.
0: So how were you with those early screenings?
1: Um, I was actually, I was pretty excited. Yeah. That, that, that the the uh, You know, it, people came into it with super low expectations because it only had 100 grand in six months. Yeah. And they walked out going, Oh shit, that was better than I thought it would. Be. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like we got we got a whole bunch of four star reviews um, from various people that went. We had no hopes for this, and actually, it was probably one of the best comedies we've seen in a long time. Yeah, and then got nominated for six of the uh, New Zealand Film Awards, and we were pretty feeling pretty good about it. Yeah. Um, there are there are bits in there that I like, just story wise that I. Just wish we'd had another month or yeah, two yeah, to, yeah, to, to fix, to develop, change, to, change, to write, change, write a bit of draft.
0: Yeah, 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 <laughs> and have the time to get that extra shot in or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. But because I mean, I've seen it. I, I think we've talked about it briefly. I, I've only seen it once. So I thought it was pretty good, you know. But I didn't have any of that. I guess I had low expectations. Or beyond around the idea that well, we'll, we'll just see. I certainly didn't have any knowledge around that being any sort of problematic shoot. Yeah, why would you as a film watcher? You know, you just exactly you just rent or borrow or watch, yeah, you know, what, what you're watching. And, um, I, I, I thought, I, I mean, maybe it runs out of steam a little towards the end, I think I said to you, but overall, as a you know, as an idea, it was pretty good and it, and it was pretty well executed. But you had some cool things in it, like the use of like a lot of the soundtrack worked really well, I thought, yeah,
1: no, it had a great soundtrack,
0: the Eversons and stuff like that, yeah, nice, really works well suited but quirky and a little bit off the beaten path you know not the obvious staples of Kiwi filmmaking
1: yeah yeah yeah. and there, there's a lot that I'm proud of in there there's yeah. some really some really good gags some of the jokes yeah. go yeah. really well yeah. um and there's a ridiculousness to it yeah. and um and yeah an and absurdity and, and, and a heart which as well which again but,
0: from the from the title and the uh, I guess the cover image the poster image you know it is a type of farce. Yeah. You know, like, it's not trying to be... Yeah, the best that you could hope for something like that is exactly what you just said. It does have a kind of heart to it. Mm.
1: And what we really wanted to do, and we took great pains to do, was um, have a likeable lead. Yeah. In spite of him doing some pretty, you know, pretty dodgy, unlikable, unlikable things. Unlikable
0: things, yeah. And um,
1: that was, that was like, always on our mind, and we yeah. just needed to make sure that he was naive and charming and, yeah, um, not and nasty. innocent. Yeah,
0: but that of
1: um, and I, I and it, I'm happy with it and I think that we did a, a great job with the constraints that we had. Yeah. Um if we were to do, do it again I would like there are definitely things I would change. Does it put you
0: off filmmaking? It doesn't. Which it is f- kinda it,
1: crucial, right? What, like, it, what it did was open open doors for me. Like, yeah, it, wow. like it definitely um I got to leapfrog a couple of steps in the film development process. Yeah. So what happened after that was um we had a team that um, that had gone through that trial by fire, yeah. and the next year we did the forty eight hours, and um, and we won it, and we made the, we made the sleeping plot and yeah. and, and it, it took out the national prize, and so that suddenly meant that, and and my daughter Nova won um, right. best actress in the country, and she was ten at the time, yeah. and um, and we you know we won cinematography and directing as well, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, we, we we're all feeling really um, uh, good about about that. I mean, that was amazing. Uh, like for something that you spend two days on, it took us um, it took us so to some really awesome. Yes, places. but it's
0: it's two days plus the six or eight years of doing it yeah. every other <laughs> yeah. time. You know, it's like exactly. any overnight success, isn't it? Like yeah, you yeah. Know, you win these awards, so a few people in the country hear about you and go, "Oh, what a clever chap!" But it's like you been slugging your fucking guts out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so, um, what that meant. Um, was that because at that point there was still something called Premier Shorts, oh, that's and that's that was New Zealand Film Commission's highest level of short film funding. It was ninety grand, mm. um, and to get that you had to have had several, um, you had to have had several um, funded short films from the Film Commission, yeah. which I'd had none, um, or a feature. Yeah. And so, at that point, because you're,
0: you're a feature filmmaker, at that yeah. point,
1: like, didn't matter <laughs> yeah. how fast the feature took, or yeah, um, yeah. it didn't matter um, whether
0: you were happy with it. Or <laughs> yeah, it
1: didn't matter how most, much it cost. But yeah, yeah, It yeah. just meant that I'd made a feature, and yeah. I got to, I got to apply for that, and and we got it. We got it, um, selected for Judgment Tavern. Yeah. And so, Judgment Tavern was the story of a young girl um, following uh, with her dad's living head. Uh, as together they kind of hunt for his fleeing body yeah and it was ambitious in uh, a number of ways it needed a tavern was a medieval tavern yeah yeah. um that takes place in with a talking severed head yeah and also a running around headless body yeah yeah and um and a 10 and a 10 year old lead so um there were a lot of really uh a lot lot of factors that um could have Fallen apart and made that film not work. And, yeah, yeah. And also, 90 grand is a lot of money. Yeah. And at the same time, for that sort of production, it's not a lot of money. <laughs> as soon as you start building a tavern, yeah, then yeah. <laughs> you could do 90 grand building a tavern easily. Um, and so, again, it was about having a fast shoot and uh, working within constraints to do all these things and to do these VFX. So, I mean, I've seen
0: the finished version of that and it looks amazing like it looks absolutely amazing and i kind of went how how has this been made like how has this fucking been put together because this looks like you know peter jackson and spielberg sort of world you know like it's yeah it really does thank you
1: yeah yeah no it's um definitely uh it's like nine or ten minutes long or something yeah like, it is like, it's nine yeah. minutes plus a couple plus, of minutes plus credits.
0: Credits. <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna say it's about a 12 or 13 minute clip but it's actually about a nine minute movie and it's amazing and you enter into this world and you're just in it instantly which is crucial with something like that yeah and you're just hanging there watching it going how the fuck has this been put together so well oh, for in awesome. uh, the scheme of things not much as you say like you get this money and it's great, it's better than not having it, but it's never enough, yeah, exactly. Kind of thing with the stuff that you're doing, uh, yeah. Uh, and, and the thing is, that was which is uh, not to say you're never grateful for it, but I'm just th- yeah, it
1: was a huge amount of favors, yeah, from a lot of people, um, to, to pull that one in, yeah, yeah. Um, and so many things like the VFX, the team at Dusk, yeah. they did it for that. I was, I was playing pinball at Gibson Group drinks once and um, explaining the. The Concepts. The, the, the concept to the guy John Strang and he went oh we could do that and I was like yeah. but could you that Yeah, and he yeah. was like yeah totally and I was like but could you wow. actually and he was like yeah How man
0: but will you <laughs>
1: <laughs> and um, and I mean they've got, they've got you know in terms of a show reel now that definitely is does showcase what an incredible job they did. So yeah, yeah. hopefully, yes. hopefully that that, that does, made a VFX show real, and hopefully yes. they get some more work from that. Yeah, or just people seeing that they can do something that looks world class. And then um, and the music was so yeah. vital for it as well. And Tane, who I've worked with on many, many, many things now, um, he's definitely my go-to guy. Yeah, um, he he when I told him about the story like this is something I've wanted to make yeah. since I was a teenager. Like this is all, yeah. like I will I will do this and I'll because do... it
0: straddles those. It's like um, it's fantasy, like the the sort of um, in the sort of uh, ladyhawk, you know, version of fantasy film world. Yeah, um, but it's horror, and it's kind of got a science fiction-y sort of feel to it too, even though it's actually this medieval, you know, like it's somehow, well, this is just me sort of talking about it on the fly, but that's what I liked about it, that it wasn't (laughs) quite one genre. It seemed to, seemed to, that's just the dog ordered. Do you think something's coming out I thought something was yeah. coming out <laughs> I think he's just mimicking what I'm trying to say shitting about all these different genres like you don't actually know what you're talking about no but I just thought like it that's where it builds this world of its own but you can, it, it, it sort of straddles a couple or three different genres I think cool quite nicely yeah we, I did, you know, it's not pigeonholed as a horror film or a gore film it's not that gory, I mean it's got a yeah, there's some blood and there's a head and
1: nice little beheadings. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. It's not, it's not um, PG family content, but it's yeah, it's just got this thing about it that it feels like um, yeah, it reminds me of some of those old um, swords and sandals fantasy sort of romps, but with with just slightly more of a horror kind of bit to it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. cool. Yeah. We definitely. I, I w- wanted it to be, um, I wanted it to be scary, or, yeah. or at least a horror, to at, at least just, to start with. Yeah. And I wanted, um, I definitely wanted to build a, a tension. Um, and I, you know, I think I look at, I look at it, and I think that we mostly, in the, in the long run, most part, we got there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There are some parts that perhaps are slightly funnier than they should be. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
0: But then. That's kind of. W- it's kind of cool what too. I,
1: that's kind of what I do. And, I was and gonna
0: say that that just I for me knowing you I just went oh yeah this is Dean, you know this is a trademark in a good way you know like I just went oh this is a little yeah little, little touch of what he you does know, There's
1: the humor. So I'm kind yep. of. I've I've written the first draft of a feature of it. Yeah, I it. And, say I can and I see I've kind of embraced maybe. the. Um, I've, I've tried to because I don't want to sustain that level of tension for ninety minutes either. I I. I I don't think it would be healthy. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's <laughs> also quite a I want ki- it to be a bit funnier. Yeah, it's also
0: quite a, I mean, I know it's, it's not just Kiwis, but that is quite a distinct Kiwi um, version of the horror genre, isn't it? Mm. Everything from Peter Jackson's gore stuff to like Deathgasm most recently. Yeah. Like, um, We do have those kinds of shock schlock stuff and then like a bit of a piss take is sandwiched somewhere in there mm. like so i don't
1: see this being like a gore a splatter fest this one like yeah, yeah. like, like deathgasm or yeah. um, peter jackson as yeah. such um because yeah well I, it
0: doesn't fit the tone of it because i was gonna say the other good thing that what what yours has was that i think is really the key to anything even vaguely horror related is is a good story and not all not all really good horrors have a good story some of them work because they're just kick ass scary yeah but the really, when we think about it, the really, really good ones have a good story to them, even if it's told simply. But mm. like, the kind of a, astonishing horror ones, that, to me, films are, are things that are something like The Shining, which is like more of a psychological horror, yeah. a psychological thriller than an actual horror film. But there's something very terrifying about that, because mm. it's tapping into human madness rather than you know, creatures.
1: Yeah.
0: And, but at the end, of, that comes back to Stephen King. It's good storytelling.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I mean, he hated the... I know, I, know, I know
0: he did, I know he did, but I, I, I kind of like that about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Judgment Tavern's online now as well, yeah. so it's on, like, we, we decided um, we only wanted it to be sort of in the festival run for a very short time. Then We got selected for New Zealand's Best for yeah. Lee Tamahori, which was really validating. That's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I... To illustrate to Nova, who's thirteen now, yeah. what a big deal it was for our film to be selected by him. Yeah. I showed her once we were yeah, and um, and at the end she kind of just got up and you know she had tears down her face and she's like I'm going to bed yeah, and she kind of just walked out of the room and I was like oh shit I've made a huge mistake I've broken my daughter wow. <laughs> like, but you know I think you know. I think it's important to know, that, yeah, um, yeah. Who, 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 you know, who well, selected her. That would be who, a very, performance. That would be a very tough
0: watch for her to. Have at that age, though.
1: Well, it was an R13, yeah. It was, I remember watching it when.
0: But given, you know, the uh, Gracie in the film, yeah. you know, like, yeah. Being oh, at yeah. That age, uh, yeah. Well,
1: because I haven't seen it since I was 14. Yeah, yeah. And so I was kind of like, oh, we should watch Once Worries together because yeah. it's a classic. It's a. It's. It probably know,
0: is the great New Zealand yeah. horror film, really. It's, you know. Yeah. But, but it's, it's, also, it's also weirdly, on some level, the great New Zealand comedy. It's certainly the great New Zealand drama, you know, like, it's. A, but hey, Alan Duff hated the film version of it, I think, <laughs> I think
1: well, so. I was watching it I don't know, think for he the was, first time. In I don't think time. he was
0: that into it. Right. And I think it's actually better than his book. You right. Know, I think his book is uh, obviously strong source material because that amazing film came out of it. But I think that film's far more profound than his book.
1: Right. Yeah. I,
0: um, you have to give it to the book. You always have to go back to the book and say, well, the book is the concept. Yeah, same with same with Kubrick's version of The Shining. The, yeah. book, the book was still the concept, it was still the starting point. It doesn't really matter whether Stephen King likes it or not. He did make the film for Stephen King.
1: You know? yeah, exce- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, so uh, I watched it and it, it got me. Yeah, I got bet. Me, I haven't it's seen just it's a as, long time, but it's it got gonna, me harder than when I first saw I it. I bet. Um, and so, you know, I was sitting there and we both kind of like, kind of weeping a little bit on the well, couch were, just being like "This you're, is watching, it, you're
0: <laughs> watching it as both a filmmaker and a father which you were neither of those things when you watched it the yeah, first no, time exactly. too you know, th- those are both important things to go back to a film like that Yeah, with you know with some concept of
1: exactly Um. um so now it's online yeah. so that's where I was going with yeah, the, yeah, it it's, yeah. it's online now so that anyone can see it's on Vimeo yeah. um, you can, it's on the Facebook page Judgement yeah. Tavern so um, yeah that, that one was definitely set up as as a um, as a world start. builder, yeah, yeah, and 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 it's sort of it's interesting. The first draft that I've written, um, I hoped that I would write up to the point where they get up to the tavern, and then it would be like, and then I just copy and paste this part, and then I um, write the rest. Yeah. Um. But actually, the the tavern scene in the first draft is dramatically different. Yeah, um, yeah. Or or yeah, it's it's a whole different setup because it works in Judgment Tavern in the short for um, us to not know anything about these characters and for them to turn up here and we learn stuff in the tavern but when we spent 40 minutes building these characters and building their journey and then having them at the tavern all of a sudden none of the motivations worked anymore I had to to, um, change change everybody's intentions about why they were there and what they were doing and um, it was interesting And, and you know I'm looking forward to sort of Spending some time, um, seeing if I can get that working. Yeah,
0: yeah. Can we talk about Nova for a little bit? Just, yeah. Um, a, how wrapped are you with what she's done? Yeah. I imagine hugely, but also, like, is she going to move, does she have interest in moving into theatre acting? Well, she. Well, she's, she's done some. Will currently... You, will you write something for her, or are you just going to let her explore that herself?
1: She, um, well, first of all, Okay, yeah, the, the start of the Nova journey is yeah. the sleeping plot where Nova came... Uh, I had Nova for that weekend, you know, week on, week off with her. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I, that was my week with her, so I was like, well, why don't you come and help out with the 48 hours? And, yeah. you know, you can um, take coffee orders. She was, you know, 10, she was stoked just to be in the gang yeah, and yeah, around, yeah. around the action. And then she goes to bed and we are developing the story and, and it was like, okay, well, this one... We've got Nova, let's look at this story and the story we made we got really, really happy with and we just I was saying, But Nova's never done any acting before, like I don't know what this is gonna be like. Yeah. Um and just throughout the night I just had to reiterate that, that was <laughs> what yeah, was yeah. gonna like yeah. this is all super roll of the dice guys. And then um and then before we started shooting, I made the decision to um not have anyone else's faces in it apart like just shoot yeah, yeah. it from from Nova's sort of height so that it was entirely yes. about her and um, I was really really nervous about it but um, it was she she, um, she was at the age where she wasn't worried about not looking cool Yeah. yeah. Um, she was also playing by and large a very charming cute young girl yeah. so it wasn't a huge sort of leap Yeah. for her and when I talked about the darker bits that we needed to do I explained them to her and she kind of just went Oh, oh, she's crazy. <laughs> oh, and I was like, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, oh, you get it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, Perfect. all right, let's go, let's go do it. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, it was sort of about seven o'clock that night when we were shooting and I, was, I um, rang Adrian and I was just kind of like, I had tears in my eyes. I was just so proud. I was like, yeah. I can't believe what an amazing job she's yeah, doing. Yeah. This is stunning. And then, yeah, so then she won the, um, the Wellington Award for Best Actress and we were blown away. And she cried she basically just sobbed next to me for yeah. about half an hour yeah um, she couldn't she just was so overwhelmed with these emotions yeah, she yeah. didn't know how to cope with it yeah, she yeah. just kind of like just sat there with the certificate and cried and um, and that was that was intense and then um, yeah and so she went forward for the nationals and um, <laughs> Josh Thompson was the host, and he didn't—he he didn't know any of the um, yeah. nominees. Yeah. And he said, um, "So his his thing was like, now we come to the category of best actress, or as I like to call it, <laughs> the smogger's board." And um, <laughs> then there's this ooh yeah. reaction, and I yell out, "She's only 10! <laughs> and then he just he just had no idea what was going on yeah. and then it plays the norm- from there yeah. and then it plays down the nominees and then it says that she won and the poor guy is just kind of like yeah. I was just trying to make a slightly silly, offensive joke silly joke yeah yeah <laughs> and this 10 year old goes up but she coped with that one heaps yeah. better She's right. like oh well, I'm used to it now she went up and she gave a little speech about how she thanked Traces and yeah. that, and it was like short and sharp and yeah. then um, and then sat back down yeah. and um, and that night she was headhunted by um, by an agent who then took her out to visit Shortland Street, which she's a big fan of Shortland Street. Yeah. Um, doesn't get it from me, but uh, <laughs> it's good to have goals. Uh, she'd quite like to be on Shortland Street one day, and so her agent took her um, took her for a tour, and she was basically like, "Cool, I'm yeah. I'm with you. You're yeah. my favourite person. Yeah. I will join you." Yeah. And so she um, joined that agency. Um, thanks to Jeannie, yeah, headhunting her. And then Jeannie yeah. left like six months later and was like, huh. yeah. Um But yeah, so I, uh, she, she's she's done that and that led to her being able to get, for me to get sign off for her to be in Judgment Tavern. I still had to audition heaps of other kids yeah, um, for Judgment Tavern, um, which was frustrating, but was sort of showing due process, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah. But, I, yeah, I I did find that... There was one other girl that did a really great audition yeah, yeah. as well, but was slightly too old. Um, and I really wanted this to be a pre-puberty yeah. story. Um, because, yeah. because of the whole kind of the witch undertones in there, it was kind of like, you know... She sort of
0: looks like, on screen, like she's been doing this her whole life, like some perfect child actress. But then she's not going to have the baggage of, like you know being dragged around auditions from six months old no no not you know. at all no that
1: was those were her first two in major judgment, productions
0: in, in the Judgment Tavern she looks like I watched that with interest going you know knowing she won the award and stuff for the other thing I was just like fuck she's great like she really is great she just looks like she knows exactly what she's doing she yeah,
1: does I'm pretty yeah. stoked with her I bet she um and so after that um she got asked to do a stab show for Ralph McAvan yeah. How um called Broken River so yeah. that was that was they they'd written a ten year old and mm. and they were like hey is Nova available mm. and so Nova did her first stage show there and that was that was a good production you know it was it had yeah. had a stab commission behind it and um and it looked really lovely was, um. Uh, and she did a good job yep. and she learned all her lines and she decided at that point that she preferred film acting because you didn't have to work as hard learning all your lines. <laughs> <laughs> She's like fair enough that's totally valid. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then last year she was in Jim Moriarty's um, production of Dog and Bone yeah and her mum was uh, producing that for T- Tarako I think it is and um, this year she, they're, they're doing a quadrilogy of those. So they're doing a play called The Ragged, Dog and Bone, um, Public Works, and I can't remember the fourth, the fourth yeah. name. But they're doing all four of them, and I think even on one day, well, you know, they're doing yeah, like yeah. the whole sort of eight-hour sort of production wow. in a day. And so she's rehearsing now for that in January. She's been rehearsing it for the for the last couple of months wow. and she's yeah she, she she she's rehearsing six days a week she got home last night at quarter to ten you know it's it's kind of I mean it's insane hours <laughs> yeah, yeah. that she's doing but yeah she's, she's got the bug wow um, and the thing about that one is that there's about 30 people involved in all those shows yeah, maybe yeah, more yeah. and so there's a whole kind of they all go up there they share they have shared lunches and dinners yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. and there's a whole kind of Big community thing yeah. going on, um, which I think she's really, really into.
0: Oh man, that's cool. So,
1: and she was the lead in our Forty Eight Hours this year. Yeah, yeah, it?
0: that's right. I was gonna say. So you're definitely still working with her, but you not you don't have you don't you don't have sort of a pet theater project for her yet.
1: No, don't not mind. no. I haven't got um no they, I haven't got a theater thing for her yet. Um, and in fact. But it sounds like if, in terms if you, of film if
0: did, she'd be up for it she's, <laughs> yeah. she's totally hooked on the thrill of doing it at this stage yeah
1: i think she, if, if there was something that she was suited for yeah. I'd, i mean with the judgment tavern feature for example yeah who knows how long it takes if they'll ever get made yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but i did write a 16 year old on purpose ah, yeah. i was like right if it takes me <laughs> if it takes me three years yeah, yeah, yeah. do this. yeah if it works I got a role for her, Yeah, yeah. And, and and it's a pretty good role as yeah, well. Yeah, I think. Yeah, um, she'll need to work on her accent. She's not very accenty at the moment, but you right. know, sixteen-year-old, she might yeah. be. Um, she yeah. might have a bit more. Yeah, um, and yeah, so like, yeah, she's definitely way too old. She will definitely be way too old for yeah, any yeah. sort of feature to play that that character yeah. of Lucia, The Judgment talent. Um But she is. Um, she's also the host of. Uh, Wild Eyes, there's a new website coming out called Wild Eyes, and I think it's getting launched, um, sort of April next year or something. And she, her and um, Julian Dennison's twin brother Christian oh, yeah, are yeah. the hosts of some uh, videos come... that we made, telling people about, you know, ironically, yeah. web videos for a website that encourages you to get outside and get off the computer. <laughs> um, so hopefully that, so uh, yeah.